0: challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times best-selling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to talk to you in this podcast about men and alcohol. And because I'm going to do that, let me tell you what my view of alcohol is and what my experience with alcohol is so that you know where I'm coming from. I do drink alcohol. I come from a military family where uh, alcohol was handled very tastefully, very tactfully, uh, with great limits. My parents, at the end of the day, would have a cocktail together together. Uh, sometimes there would be wine with dinner. They often went to military cocktail parties. Uh, during my growing up years, I never saw either of my parents, the worst for alcohol. They were very careful about it. My father was somewhat like Churchill in the sense that he would pour himself a whiskey and soda and sip it for hours, even though it was only two or three inches you know, in a glass. It was uh, that older school kind of approach to alcohol. His goal wasn't to get drunk. Uh, his goal was just to enjoy it, sip it. Uh, And yeah, maybe let it have a little bit of physical effect on him. Uh, Normally, when he came in at the end of the day, he'd have a beer. Uh, On weekends, there'd be wine with dinner, et cetera. My parents weren't great wine drinkers. Um, But that's where I came from. Uh, I uh, enjoy uh, the occasional glass of wine. In fact, my wife is a gourmet cook, so we often have wine with dinner in the evenings. We will often have a cocktail late in the afternoon. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I'm a Christian who believes that alcohol is... um, actually created by God for us to enjoy, uh, that it's not the consumption of alcohol that is a sin, it's drunkenness. And I think the Bible makes that very clear. So for those of you who care about such things or, or reflect my Christian experience, my Christian thinking, uh, my Christian values, then just want you to know that that's where I am. Uh, I think it's very clear in scripture that God was not against alcohol. The Bible says that he created it for our enjoyment. Um, Jesus in one of his great miracles actually made a point by making almost 180 gallons of wine <laughs> when people had already had too much to drink. And by the way, it makes clear in the text that he made finer wine than the quality they had already been drinking. So um, I don't think we can make a case against alcohol in that sense. The early church uh, actually had to deal with some problems where people at their agape fest, their communion meals, uh, would drink too much. So clearly they were not drinking grape juice, as some Christians have said, they were drinking alcohol, actually for actual fermented drink. So that's where I come from. I consume alcohol uh, lightly. Uh, enjoy it regularly. Right now I'm trying to drop some weight and get in shape for some athletic challenges, so I'm drinking a little less. Um, when people say, do you drink? I sometimes blanch a little bit, don't want to answer that question just because it sounds like that's the only thing I spend my days doing when alcohol is actually just lightly woven through my life. So that's where I am. And the reason I'm telling you all that is that I want to talk about men and alcohol. Um, while I have no problem with the consumption of alcohol, and I and I believe it's a gift from God, and I believe it's a something that's given to us to enjoy, the fact is that much evil in the world is done through excessive drink. And by the way, men are the worst violators of that boundary. That's why I want to talk about this. I don't need to tell you anymore in this podcast that it's fine with me if you drink. Uh, it's it's fine with me if you consume alcohol, enjoy cocktails, enjoy your occasional whiskey. That is, that is you don't need my permission, but I'm saying you're, t- you're hearing from a person who thinks that's just fine. I do, however, believe two things. The first is that drunkenness is unsafe, unwise, immoral, and again, for those of you who are Christians, uh, a sin. Makes it very clear, Galatians 5, for those of you who want to know, that drunkenness, being out of control under the influence of alcohol um, or unwisely influenced to the point where your behavior is not under your control is a sin. So I think that's the case. And I don't think I need to press that very hard in this podcast because that's where most of us are. But I want to make sure That you know some of the principles, some of the studies, and the statistics that have come forward um, that are showing us that men are horribly misbehaving with alcohol. Um, Recently, the Attorney General of New York, Eric Schneiderman, had to resign, and he had to resign because he had been abusing women, some of whom he dated, uh, and others that he had not. In every case, and I'm very careful, by the way, not to repeat. Um, the criticisms that women have of their exes, the men who are their exes, um, because any of us could be victims of that. But this has been so confirmed that I think it's a good morality tale for us. Uh, Here's this accomplished man, gifted attorney, had accomplished some amazing things, but a number of women, not just a few, but a number of women said that he would drink two bottles of wine every evening and then take a bottle of scotch to bed. Um, bed being both to sleep as well as for whatever sexual escapades he was intending. Um, he once fell face down like a tree falling in the woods uh, in a woman's kitchen the worse for drink. Now again, the sadness is here's a man who is accomplished, here's a man who could do things, here's a man who was in a position of responsibility. And and any man, no man should be in his in that condition, but the loss is pretty huge. I'm sorry that he had to resign. I'm sorry that he mistreated women the way that he did. Uh, I'm sorry that he gave himself to drink. So this scandal that we've recently heard of was all about drink. Well just consider this. Uh, half of those who murder a spouse in America abuse alcohol. So these horrible killings that we hear about within families are usually about alcohol. Men are about twice as likely to be alcohol dependent as women. Men just go there faster. They drink more. They hit it harder. They become more alcohol dependent. They look forward to it more Um, as a break from their day, so to speak, as a deviation from uh, the course of their day than women do. Men are twice as likely to binge as women. They are twice as likely to be drunk drivers And I think Margaret Atwood's great uh, dictum, great sentence is one one we ought to remember. She said, when women drink too much, they might miss Pilates. When men drink too much, they want to kill you. And she's making a point, might be slightly overstated, but she's making a point that men tend to get crazy and violent when they drink too much. Uh, Women, not as much. Women might get disoriented. Uh, I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure all of us know some story where a woman drank too much and, you know, could abuse her children or hit her husband or. Maybe even killed somebody, but it's just rare with women, is the point. We're not trying to take sides here. We're just trying to say that men are the ones who, for the most part, abuse, for the most part, binge, and for the most part, get violent uh, and give themselves to it to excess. But something about alcohol in men causes them, for the most part, to get crazy and violent. That's when they want to see how fast their car will go. That's when they want to see if they can take the corner at full speed. that's when they decided to see if they can shoot the can off their friend's head. And that's, an, that's a real story, by the way. I know of somebody who killed a friend. They were both drunk and he was shooting a can off his friend's head while they were drunk. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So what I want you to do, and the reason I'm giving this, uh, recording this podcast and talking about this subject, is that I want you to look at your experience with alcohol, okay? I want you, first of all, to look at your family line. Uh, If you drink alcohol and you come from a long line of alcoholics or alcohol abusers, you need to consider the possibility that you are genetically disposed to flip out when you drink alcohol. Uh, genetically disposed to uh, mishandle alcohol, that, that your body simply processes alcohol in a way that creates deviant behavior. I want you to consider that and consider it honestly. Did your father get drunk and rage and beat the family? Uh, did your grandfather do the same? Do all your siblings uh, look forward to getting drunk, talk about it constantly, show up at Thanksgiving with cases of whiskey or whatever, drink and blow the whole thing up. Is every family gathering um, some kind of embarrassing, humiliating, the affair where everybody's drunk. You just need to look at your family history um, with the wisdom that I know you have and consider uh, both the possibility of a genetic problem, if you are indeed dealing with a problem, um, and also of the, prob- of the possibility of not a genetic problem, but just an overemphasis on it. Just, just too much emphasis on alcohol. It just being too central all the time. Okay. Second of all, I want you to look at your behavior with alcohol. I want you to look at how 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 much it is center of your life. How much do you consume? You know, for many of us, it's just a weight issue too alcohol or what they call empty calories. If you're having a cocktail and a couple of glasses of wine a night, and I've already said that that's often my evening, um, that's that's some calories you got to compensate for. I'm cutting back right now, not because I have any problem with alcohol as a behavioral issue, but because I'm trying to trim down and uh, meet some athletic challenges, and I just find those calories I can get rid of. So uh, until I achieve that goal, I'm going to cut way back. But, but look at your life. What, what are you dealing with? Is it excessive? Are you dependent upon it? Can you hardly wait until you clock out of the job to make a beeline to the bar? Can you, can you hardly wait to mix that cocktail? Um, are, are there three or four bottles of wine in the trash can in the evening, uh, when you and your wife or you and your spouse are, are, are finished with, 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 with wine? Um, Are you looking at your alcohol bills rising? Are you finding yourself irritable when you're not drinking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And some of the people who have the most problem are people who are pretty much on top of it, but still are dependent. In other words, you don't flip out, you don't shoot people, you don't beat your wife, but you like to get woozy every night. Basically you drink to the point of getting woozy. Is that a glass of wine in, two glasses of wine, three glasses of wine? Is it a bottle every evening? Um, that's not only dangerous to your health, but I want you to look at the dependency. In other words, I want you to enjoy alcohol if you want to. And not everybody listening to this podcast drinks, and I understand that. I've got Muslim friends listening to this. I've got I've got uh, non-drinking Christian friends. Um, I've got friends who have got... Um, friends of no particular religion who have got alcoholism in their family history. I understand many different kinds of people are listening to this podcast. But if you do drink and you do want to drink, uh, it's part of your life. But you're drinking to the point, uh, you've got to have it to get to a point of certain wooziness or kind of a sense of distance from reality. Uh, maybe your reality is so harsh that every evening, the three glasses of wine you think are the only way to get through, then you've got a problem. And not only is that amount of wine or that amount of alcohol damaging your health, it's also potentially got you right up against the line of misbehaving. I know of a story uh, I had a little connection to not too long ago where a couple had the normal kind of drinking for social drinkers every evening, you know, a scotch and then a glass of wine with dinner. And then it became two glasses of wine. And then it became three glasses of wine in the evening and maybe a whiskey later on in the evening as well. And before long, one of them killed the other one a couple who loved each other, but they drank too much. They fought when they drank and eventually one of them killed the other one. This was a loving couple and alcohol. Granted, there were some things lurking in their souls, obviously, um, that surfaced when they drank, but alcohol led to one of them murdering the other. Now, I can't I'm not, I don't want to say absolutely don't drink. It's evil. It's wrong. It's immoral. It will make you crazy. No, that's not true. What we want to do is learn how, if we're going to drink, to be responsible drinkers, to let it grace our lives, uh, to let it add to occasions, to let it be the gift that God intended it to be. But we have an age that is about escape. It's about chemical uh, deliverance from reality to a large extent, whether it's pills or booze or whatever. And we need to pay close attention. Look at your life. Look at how you're behaving. Look at what you're passing on to the next generation. Uh, look at what you're exhibiting in your professional world. Look at what you're modeling. If you want to be a leader and want to be somebody, want to be the kind of man uh, who is exemplary and followed and who is of influence and consider the toll that alcohol might be taking in your life. And let me say one more time, the man saying these words utterly believes uh, in alcohol as a gift from God and utterly believes that it, it can be a normal, healthy part of our lives. On the positive side, it's amazing what they're finding out uh, about the health benefits, benefits of moderate drinking of red wine. So I'm not anti. But I am about balance. I am about men leading. I am about men not passing bondages on to the next generation. And I am about men living healthy, exemplary lives in this generation. So look at your life. Get some help. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your friends. And not your heavy drinking friends, by the way and decide what changes you need to make. For the vast vast majority of you listening to this podcast, if you need to make any change at all, it's just minor adjustments one way or the other. Uh, A little less here, we're going to buy a little less, we're going to agree that we're going to set a limit every day, that kind of thing. But some of you, and I'm just speaking of statistics now, statistically, it's likely that some of you are in serious trouble. And if you trust me, and if you want to be the great man that we talk about being all the time in this podcast, get the help you need. Contact AA. Contact a pastor or a priest. Get talk to a friend who is um, who handles these things well and maybe has connections to people who can help you. Get the help you need. Otherwise, you're destroying yourself. You're setting yourself up for horribly embarrassing and life destroying situations, and you're passing bondages on the next generation. Let's be the great men we're called to be and not let alcohol rule us to our own destruction. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.